0: And get stuff with my dad, He's okay. Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with tax Okay, uh, What was that when I said that? They're loco. I kind of was a leaper. We're so, just gonna make up rules as we go along. Show Did some
1: you? R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Uh, anyway, Owen and uh, Tell you this. I'm gonna start at an 11. <laughs> and take it to about a 15 real quick.
2: <laughs> well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their
3: response. No, you're a lion, mf I give you
1: America itself.
3: This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Listening to the radio, just so you can picture us talking, Joe and I are standing side by side in a brightly lit room with very glum looks on our faces. Mm. While Joe speaks, I look straight ahead with a very, very serious look on my face and vice versa. That's, wanna, a, that's the way we do it. If you're trying to picture us. I want to thank uh, Executive Producer Hansen for uh,
1: arraying those American flags behind us, though. It's beautiful. They're like exactly same distance apart each one. It's very nice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what? from Studio C. See, si, senor! A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Forgive me for this, but
1: America's huffy uncle followed by America's angry grandparents. <laughs> ah, that's
0: kind of funny. How you doing? Good boy.
3: Bum, uh. I uh, don't feel like anything actually happened last night. Uh, well, it was, it was a
1: nice uh, bringing up of an issue uh, in front of the American people. We're on this stuff all the time. I so, think there are a lot of Americans who who have been only vaguely aware of what's going on. It was making, a
3: refocus. You're making the assumption that uh, people haven't been, because the same exact thing was said on both sides has been said for uh, several weeks now um uh you're making the assumption that most people weren't paying attention to that and this was a chance for them uh, yeah, like I, well i said what i said it was a moment to refocus on the issue for uh, all of us all right <laughs> I, I yeah I, um, I just don't think anything um, to be happened charitable yeah well i don't you know i don't well, feel the uh, need to be charitable the fact those that people. nothing
1: happened is something happening huh huh see this is where i establish myself as the the real analyst Because uh, each side hoped to get something happening. Yeah. The lack of that, batter swings and misses, that's something happening. Hmm. Leaves us exactly where we were the day before. No, it doesn't really, because both sides have thought, oh boy, going to be tough to move this ball. Uh, Maybe we
3: ought to rethink what we're doing. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Mike?
1: Good.
2: Uh, It's the Consumer Electronics Show this week, and I went there last year, had a blast. That's uh, right, you went. Yeah, yeah,
3: but it was packed.
2: I mean, it was like Tokyo Subway packed where just people were literally... It got old, actually. I mean, it was fun to see the products, but it was a lot of effort to get to the product, you know? Yeah, that would be a drag after a very short time. Yeah, it, it was. But this year, I'm hearing a
3: lot about foldable TVs and... I think that might be a cool thing. A lot of what we hear about at that show every year, I never see in my life. So does it just go away, or is it hasn't yeah, gotten to me Yeah, sometimes it's yet, just or...
0: concepts, you know.
3: Uh, I know 5G's a big thing. I do want to talk about that more later, as I, I read up on that over the weekend. There was a big, what is 5G, and what does it mean to you? And It's going to be pretty dang awesome, and it's coming quick. Crazy, super fast uh, cell data, right? Way, way faster than I even realized. Yeah, You wouldn't think the leap from 4G to 5G would be so uh, such a big deal, but it is. It's more than just one more G, huh? Apparently. Um, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
4: Uh, doing very well. I went to see uh, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie again last night. This is the second time I've seen it in the theater. Uh, I wanted to set the bar high. It was the best movie I saw, my favorite movie I saw in 2018. So I wanted to set off 2019 with the same thing. <laughs> All right, Hollywood, that's the bar. You got to beat that. It's the best movie I've seen so far. Really enjoyed it. It's um, a cartoon, isn't it? It is. It is, and it's great. And Cartoons it's great. are for children. Oh, it's actually a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it's animated. I didn't, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's 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 wonderful. I, it, I give it my uh, highest recommendation. Too violent for little kids. Ah. <sighs> I would say probably your older one is okay, but it's not even really violent, but there is, there's some characters die. I don't know if that's a, if that's a deal breaker or not, but Disney breaks children in on that early. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
3: Parents dying, your favorite cute
4: little animal being burned to death. (laughs) (laughs) That happens early with Disney. There were, there were several uh, sub 10 year olds at the, at the theater when Mm. I went.
3: There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
2: I'm doing very well. It is a brand new year, and after nearly a month of abstaining, I have jumped back into the scratcher's pit.
3: <laughs> wow. Went to my back, back to gambling for 2019.
2: Went to my favorite well-lit Lucky Gas and Go spot and picked up a pack of scratchers. They are now at home marinating, and following <laughs> following protocol, I will start working them this afternoon. couple cards a day, using my bag of old-timey quarters, and by Monday, I expect to be bringing home the bacon once again. Marshall ah.
3: Phillips Marshall Phillips our newsman for those of you who are new to the show is a uh, gambling addict and he's got a variety of ways that he wins at scratcher lotto tickets and when he does win, he buys us all breakfast, which is very nice.
2: Well, you know, I look at it I look at it as a sport. It sure. is a simple pl-
3: <laughs> it is a simple pleasure, you know, Sports. a sport. Game. <laughs> yes, game. Yes, exactly. yes exactly. exactly. It's a sport. I like that. Right. I've never heard anybody say scratch-off tickets are a sport. So uh, I like that uh, i 'm jack Armstrong he 's Joe Getty on this. It is Wednesday, January ninth year two thousand nineteen i 've got to go through the list of suggestions for the yearly slogan at some point. Oh, yeah, two thousand and nineteen. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. okay let 's begin officially now, according
1: to FCC rules and regulations let 's deport boredom from
0: your morning. Wow. Precise thank you at mark The only solution is for Democrats to pass a spending bill. That defends our borders and reopens the government. This situation could be solved in a 45-minute meeting.
1: That's roughly what we said yesterday, isn't it? You got 20 average Americans across the political spectrum and said, hey, all right, guys, we got to figure this out. I know some of you feel this way. We kind of feel this way. Uh, Let's see what we can give you. You give us. We'll get control of the border. We'll make uh, immigration sane. Uh, we'll have respect for all human beings and yet have coherent laws we enforce. Might take you a day and a half. Some of the technical stuff a little longer. It would shock me if it took longer than that.
3: This is also phony. Yeah, we'll get into that coming up. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, the wall brawl wrestling continues. President Trump blasts the Democrats for the government
2: shutdown and the Dems fire back. We've got some good news in the battle against cancer and another entertainer caught up in a web of sex abuse charges. Uh Uh-oh. Stories coming up minutes
1: from now. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. A lot of uh, interesting thoughts to share. Uh, Praise, uh, criticism. Yeah, you know,
3: little of this. There's one particular thing that Chuck and Nancy said that really made me, that actually made me uh, yell out loud in my home. <laughs> Chuck and Nancy, America's angry grandparents. Chuck. <laughs> Glaring at us. <laughs> oh my God, what'd I do? What'd I do? What'd I do? In case you do that again, Chuck, watch that video and look, look how you come off standing there next to Nancy. <laughs> That's not good for you. Children shouldn't see that. Like you've been taxidermied. Kids might be able to watch the Spider-Man movie. They shouldn't see
1: that. That was frightening.
2: Ah!
1: Kids, we know how much you miss Grandpa, so we've had
3: him stuffed. Here he is. Ah, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The conscience of the of nation. Of
3: the nation. to a presidential speech have gotten beaten up now for many years response to the inaugural address whoever it is republican or democrat they always just get their hat handed to them (laughs) right there's something just something about the lighting and the state task it's tough but um if you didn't see chuck and nancy come out last night they were just particularly wooden and it was really harshly lit and everything like that um, You know, this isn't the substance of the argument, obviously, but it was just so striking that those old droning people were the face of the response when so much of the energy for that side of the aisle is 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 the young, smiling, energetic, you know, Brooklyn girl. Right. Um, it's just it's just such a different thing. I saw somebody um tweet. We're the party that has all the Hollywood friends. How come they don't ask somebody about staging and lighting and stuff like that?
1: Well, obviously they flew in some of the best makeup people from Hollywood <laughs> to uh, to young up the uh, America's angry grandparents. Uh, I thought they did a pretty good job with that uh, that subtle craft. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, look, look look who they were working with.
3: A couple of corpses staring at me in HD. <laughs>
1: I mean, you can try to look a, make a mummy look like uh, oh, I can never remember her name. What's a cute Hollywood? she has got st- big blue eyes. She's in everything. Jennifer Lawrence? Nah, she's cute too. But uh, no, she's in. Uh, she was in Birdman. She was. Oh, in, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. You can I have a second take on that, Michael? Is that cool? Can we just? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Well, just rewind, and so the audience will never. You can try to make the mummy look like Emma Stone, Jack, but it's not easy. Mm. Oh, a tough audience today.
3: Do you still have the sitcom laugh, See, Michael? We haven't used that in a long time. It's not a problem they look old. I'm not... I All mean, right. God is bless them. They are so old, yeah. I think. But, it, you know, you are, you are what you are. But you don't have to have that expression on your face. Right. Chuck, you, dude, lighten up just a little. I realize this is a serious serious topic, but... Yeah. We're not yeah. putting your dog down in front of you. <laughs> Did have that feel, didn't it? <laughs>
1: Mailbag (coughs) Hey now Let's begin with our federal crime of day Because there's so many federal crimes Nobody even knows how to count them Uh, Let's see. Section 15 of U.S. Code, uh, paragraph 7704d, subsection one, subparagraph a, and 16 CFR 316.4a y a one make it a federal crime to send a promotional email that includes unsolicited pornography, unless the first 19 characters of of the subject line are sexually explicit in all caps. There you go. It's federal law. Hmm. I I don't really want people sending me email porn. I'm not sure there needs to be a federal law, but. Uh, let's see, moving along. You know what? We got this quote from Ian and Tijuana. That's so great, it's so mind blowing. I think I'm gonna save it for a little bit later. Okay, when you we'll have you, more ample time to discuss. You don't think we can handle it right now? Well, I think you could probably handle it, but then it would it would squeeze out all the rest of the mailbag. Gotcha. It's that good. A nice little note here from David, hailing from Centralia, Washington. Uh, he says a lot of really, really nice things about the Armstrong and Getty show uh, that are, are are so lovely and, uh, well, we're just too modest. And, and richly, mod- de- richly deserved. Right. We're just too modest and self-effacing to read them all. Uh, but uh, we have read them off the air, David, and we thank you very much. He does m- mention that he discovered the show uh, while in the hospital for heart surgery in a hospital where they had no cable TV, so just a couple of channels. So... The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you're hospitalized with few choices, we're the show for you. Uh, thanks. That's a great story. Oh, he also mentions that he'd, he'd sent us some funky gifts through the years, including, and he kind of hints around at it. I think he's the guy who sent me the swastika spoon. Oh, wow. Which was an a, an Indian symbol. Mm, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a Nazi spoon. It was actually a, a Navajo Indian spoon, I think. Mm-hmm. It was back when, uh, uh, once in a while, my co-host, Mr. Armstrong over there, would harass me for bringing up the Third Reich too
3: often. Um, Again this morning.
1: (laughs) We had to have that bell installed. I'm reading
4: the
3: email. Uh, Yeah, we had to get that bell installed. Yeah, that's true. All right, moving along.
1: Speaking of the Axis powers, there's an unfortunate transition. How about the beautiful, the ancient, the gentle Japanese art... Of the haiku, Michael,
3: do you have the music handy for the... There
1: it is. Jack, do you realize the haiku, it's all about the five syllables, the seven syllables, and the five syllables.
3: I sure hope they don't still teach this to kids, do they? <laughs>
1: it's the very limitations that allow the creativity to be unlimited. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Think about it. Say, border wall haiku from Tim. <clears throat> a border crisis. It's humanitarian build the
3: dad burn wall
1: and that's the, the beautiful
3: right. japanese art of the haiku and that's the right number of syllables with dad burn
1: yeah i i had to count it's humanitarian bingo got it yeah very nice uh that's good I, i'm actually holding off on uh, as you might expect we got a lot of reaction to the president's uh, screed yesterday and then america's angry grandparents um responding uh, we'll we'll sprinkle that in throughout the show because we're going to be talking about it, you know, at least a fair amount. Jared in Missouri, uh, again, that's Missouri, uh, says, I sure would like to hear a little more about the redhead Marshall fell in love with over the break. I don't know. about He, this. he made a brief reference to it.
3: I must um, have missed that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's work on
3: our listening skills.
1: Uh, Marshall, maybe at the bottom of the hour, we'll ask Marshall about his uh, blooming love affair uh, during the news. Moving along, it's, uh, hey, fellas, writes Barry from Thailand, listening to your podcast every day. Thank you. Longtime fan, fan of Armstrong and Getty while living in the Bay Area of California, now retired in the land of smiles, which is, I guess, what they call Thailand. Wow. Land of smiles. Sounds nice. Sounds pleasant. Uh, does Elizabeth, oh, Sean, you remember I asked you for that tape? I could have, like, cued you or something, but... Uh. Uh, does Elizabeth Warren understand that promoting alcohol use as a Native American sets a terrible example for those on the reservation? Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Yeah, very sad. Very sad. It's a good point. There is a great deal of alcoholism in the Native
3: American circles. I was disappointed by people who I think were seriously trying to make a big deal out of a politician drinking and what that says. I mean, come on. that That's not... <laughs> That's not the issue. I don't think. Please do shut up. It was the lack of uh, authenticity. Hold
0: did. on yeah. a sec. I'm gonna get me a beer.
4: <laughs> the hand clap. <laughs> She's. I don't know. Oh, this is so good. She's breaking a huddle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Please clap. She's there on the loading dock. I tell you what, man. That that stuff just it just pisses me off. Makes me want a beer or something. I don't. I don't. What are you doing? let see. Ah, and the stupid straw law enacted in various uh, progressive enclaves around the world, around the country, that you uh, you can't just give somebody a sodi straw in their drink. They have to ask for it. This is at full-service restaurants, not fast food places, because, you know, at a fast food place, you got the cup with the lid and the little, like, crosshatch hole for the straw. How would you drink out of it? Well, well, you'd have to, like, puck your your lips and just suck the stuff out of the top, which <laughs> would not be easy, nor dignified. You'd have to have
3: a tongue like a hummingbird.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Or just tip it into your mouth like some sort of sucker. Let's see. Anyway, Mark writes, uh, as a law enforcement officer, I wonder who's going to enforce this stupid law. <laughs> I don't know a single law enforcement officer that would, A, cite a restaurant for giving a person a straw without asking, or B, even respond if some warrior of straw justice calls <laughs> to report that they were given a straw without requesting it. I really hope California is not going to waste their money on a straw task force. Uh, i bet San Francisco would allow straws if drug addicts needed them to snort cocaine. Ooh. Anyway, enjoy the show. Listening over 10 years made my wife a fan. Wow. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening. Uh, so, oh, speaking of uh, the city by the bay, James writes, Dear Armstrong and Getty, well, it happened. I stepped in human feces on the sidewalk in San Francisco while at work. Good that morning. is all." That, he just wanted to keep us up to date. Thanks, James. It's crap. It's crap? It's crap. Somebody actually sent us a video while we were on vacation that was very amusing. Uh, uh, the point of which is that Portland, uh, Portland, Oregon, is rapidly gaining on San Francisco as the human... Poopoo capital of America um, But it's 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 very much like You know people talk about Say the Toronto Raptors Because they're excited That it's conceivable Somebody might challenge the Golden State Warriors You know Portland, Oregon is the Raptors They're young, they're exciting They're pooping a lot on Finally, the street Finally
4: there's a second city even in the
1: conversation Well right exactly yeah. And they're doing some really good promising pooping On the street But if it comes down to a seven-game series, forget it. They don't have a chance. San Francisco will crush them.
3: If you're new to the show, that is a problem in San Francisco, like a legitimate problem. hard to imagine. A lot of places you live. It's um, it's a crumbling third world uh, uh, scare
1: factory one of the great cities on the earth.
3: Marshall's news in a moment we'll get in more to the discussion of the president's speech and then the response and did the needle move the direction. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show. Slogans for the show that rhyme with 2019. People have been submitting those. Losing steam in 2019. I don't think that's what we want. Wow. I don't think that's what uh, wow. the oh, no? no? message Thank you? we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, bitchy and mean in 2019. No. Uh, we're going to be more positive than that. Living the dream. That doesn't rhyme. God save the queen. I don't know why we would say that. That's <laughs> incongruous. Keeping it clean. Doing just fine in 21.9. It'll all be fine in 21.9. That's from Barry. That's not bad. How about this one? one.
1: Uh, Blowing your mind in 21.9. Duh. Expanding, opening, (laughs) infesting. And what'd you say,
3: Sean? In 21.9, duh. Duh. (laughs) Blowing your mind in 21.9. Duh. 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 (laughs) All right. That is not helpful. Let's get the news now, of Phillips. Now, President Trump again
2: linked illegal immigration along the southern border with drugs and violent crime as he called on Democratic lawmakers to fund his proposed border wall and end the partial government
0: shutdown. Democrats in Congress have refused to acknowledge the crisis. And they have refused to provide our brave border agents with the tools they desperately need to protect our families and our nation. The federal government remains shut down for one reason and one reason only, because Democrats will not fund border security.
2: In his first national address from the Oval Office, the president highlighting what he called the increasing pressure on the U.S.-Mexico border.
0: Tonight I am speaking to you because there is a growing humanitarian and security crisis at our southern border. Every day, customs and border patrol agents encounter thousands of illegal immigrants trying to enter our country. We are out of space to hold them, and we have no way to promptly return them back home to their country.
2: Now, the president didn't declare a national emergency in an effort to circumvent Congress and get the uh, border barrier built. Reports indicate, though, such a move is not off the table, and Trump is going to be visiting with Senate Republicans at the Capitol later today, before meeting with Democratic leaders at the White House. I
3: heard a good conservative slash libertarian argument as to why that would be terrible if the president did that. Maybe we'll talk about that later. But both sides, at some point in their speeches, uh, attempted to blame the other side for the shutdown. I just, I just, I'm not sure that the country's into that argument as much as people on cable news are. How many Americans would be aware that there was a government shutdown were they
1: not informed of it through the media?
4: Positive show, no thought? Small sample size flash poll, any minds changed last night? Boy. Do you think there was a single person who said, you know what, maybe I got to rethink where I was before this happened? Only if if there, uh, it'd be small, very small numbers. Only if it's the people Joe's talking about that weren't following this and heard
3: it for the first time last night, but if you've been following it at all, No. No, there was nothing that was going to change your mind last night. And I must concede, it is one of the most followed issues in the country. <laughs> True. So, yeah. um, uh, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, the, the whole who's to blame for the government shutdown. I just, I think that's a fake conversation. In the past, the party or person that was so-called blamed for the government such shutdown often does great in the next election. And sometimes they don't. I'm not sure it has anything to do with anything. Well, and it's funny how the cable news guys continue to use their
1: another massive meteor is going to hit the mainland. You know, their, uh, another epochal uh, cat- catastrophe tone of voice about the government shutdown. Well, how many have we had in the last half dozen years? I've got years? the list. I've Great. got the list. We'll go through that. It's more than a couple. Oh, uh, yeah. A- and, and this yeah. one's a quarter of the government marginally shut down. And uh, what are we supposed to be? You know, I feel bad for the workers affected, although all the banks now are staying. We'll we'll forward you. We'll uh, we'll front you the money for your next paycheck. Don't worry about it. it, I mean, it is a non-event. Yeah. Unless you're in charge of cleaning up the the, the Johns at National Parks, from what I hear. (laughs) That's getting pretty gross.
2: Meanwhile, top congressional Democrats fired back, saying Trump's rhetoric in the standoff over the funding for the wall has been full of misinformation and even malice. House Speaker Nancy. Misinformation
3: and malice are original air names.
2: <laughs> house Speaker Nancy Pelosi and a stern looking Chuck Schumer responded to Trump's national address. Must- they
1: looked like my grandma and grandpa if they'd found out I'd brought pot to their house. We have I mean, <laughs> really I'm-,
3: I'm sorry, I didn't even know it was in my pocket. We have one listener who actually thought they were wax
0: creations before they began <laughs> really? to start
3: speaking. <laughs> Schumer-,
2: Schumer for his part responded to Trump's national address.
0: Most presidents have used Oval Office addresses for noble purposes. This president just used the backdrop of the Oval Office to manufacture a crisis, stoke fear, and divert attention from the turmoil in his administration. All right.
3: I'll tell you the part Whatever. that... Whatever. Whatever. The part that had me actually yelling out loud at my smartphone as I watched this, um, when they said, and I think they said it a couple of times... Border security is very important to us. I've been hearing that from both parties my entire adult life. If it were important to you, it would have happened a long time ago. We've had divided government. We've had each party in charge of all of it. And still, we've never gotten around to border security. So nobody can claim, other than perhaps uh, Donald Trump, that you actually care about border security. And if I might respond to the elderly undertaker who's speaking just then.
1: <laughs> oh, you're telling us it's a manufactured crisis? Why am I misremembering over the summer when we were told that the kids and the families and the and the detention centers and the, that was an existential crisis. That was one of the most severe crises we've ever seen. That it was a horrible situation, a nightmare, which must be... That's what he's talking about. Now it's Central American families and and a lot of teenagers, too, that are being, you know, called kids when they're, you know, 16-year-old MS-13 members. But, uh, yes, we have way, way, way more kids and families and moms and the rest of it than we can possibly house or accommodate. They're tough to ship out. It is a humanitarian crisis, which you were telling us for months.
3: Is there somebody behind the scenes uh, in the Trump orbiting their jaws move? <laughs> Sorry, go. I shouldn't interrupt it. Sorry. Somebody behind the scenes in the Trump orbit. Somebody behind uh. the scenes in the Chuck Nancy orbit that are talking to each other, saying, "How are we going to get out of this?" Yes, without without one of us like really losing face. Right. Well, as we've been saying for years, and a number of people have pointed out, the
1: uh, Freakonomics podcast did a, just a great job of outlining. There's not too little bipartisanship in Washington D.C. There's too much. They're talking all the time. They know where each other stands. They're they're uh, you know the real the hardcore uh, functionaries. What are you? The aides. Who are a walk in the halls, who actually write the legislation, get it done, and uh, They're talking all the time. Yeah, they know exactly where each other stands.
0: Yeah,
2: losing face, losing your base. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips and the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the
1: Nation. Oh, hey, somebody asked. Uh, sorry, yes, Squawky. That's ahead. Squawky, our uh, bald eagle. Um, somebody was asking about the uh, the redheaded gal you, you fell madly in love with. Oh, over the the break. girl from
0: New
2: Rochelle. Uh, we have exchanged a, a couple of texts. And uh, there is a possibility I might jump another red eye and head out to oh, really? New Jersey. Nice. Oh, hello. There's hello. a
1: possibility. We'll wow. see. Wow. If she starts to send you like 169,000 texts oh. like that gal we talked oh, about geez. that's a warning. Yeah, I don't she, know,
3: you know. We got to get more into that story. Some more details emerged yeah. yesterday on the guy went out to dinner with her once or twice? Once. Once. once and once. she sent hundreds of thousands of texts including <laughs> threats to make sushi out of his kidneys. That's oh, that's, Hello. Bec- that's become quite the story.
1: Hey, where did we go? <laughs> Baby, oh. uh,
3: some shutdown history I've got for you that's uh, kind of entertaining. Well, get to that quickly, because my kids can't sleep at night w- with the shutdown going on. <laughs> my <laughs> kids are all adults, and they still can't sleep. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Make no mistake, Democrats and the president both want stronger border security. However, we sharply disagree with the president about the most effective way to do it. If you, oh, no, you b-
3: don't. If you wanted more border security, if you believed in border security, you would have done it a long time ago. And to be well, fair, the Republican Party has not done it when they've had a chance either. And if you really
1: thought walls and fences were immoral, you wouldn't have voted for him over and over again.
3: Donald Trump might be the first person, honestly, that's serious about ending illegal immigration at the border. He, he, or, I, or serious enough to play chicken. I think W was. I think
1: Barack Obama probably was, to a large extent. But he ran into his own party,
3: and both of them said, all right, then. The party's guarantee you would rather run on this issue for the twenty twenty election than have it solved. Yep. Guaranteed. Yes. And I will
1: go to my grave believing on a similar note, the Democratic Party wants black America to be poverty stricken and undereducated. Woo. The moment black America is liberated from those things, the minute, you know, the the, the income gap education
3: gap and the rest of it. Kanye West joins us.
1: Listen, I'm serious about this. The minute people have control of their own lives, they're they're the captains of their own ship, they deal with the, the slings and arrows of racism, which will never not exist on Earth, because every, every society on Earth has racism. As soon as black America is truly empowered and truly successful, that 90% voting Democrat will be gone. And that prospect terrifies the Democratic Party. I believe that to my bones,
3: my bones. So, <laughs> so I don't want to beat you to death with uh, with wall and shutdown talk, but I got some great stuff coming up in just a little bit. The history of shutdowns kind of informative and are uh, the latest polling on uh, how people feel about the wall and stuff like that. We'll get to that uh, at some point. Uh, y- yeah, I have a great deal
1: to say. We've got great clips from both the president and uh, America's angry grandparents who uh, who responded last night if if. And and again, I'm happy for you if you didn't watch it last night because you have better things to do. Um, So uh, our friend Ian in Tijuana, speaking of immigration, he's actually an American expat. He works down there. He does charity work. He's really a fabulous dude. Um, He says, I was reading an old Michael Crichton book. And uh, there's a quote from one of the characters. Michael Crichton, write The dinosaur stuff. Yeah, he does. This book was Lost World. He said, it's kind of formula, but entertaining. I didn't ask for a review of the book, but he gave me one. (laughs) A couple of great quotes from the lead character. Everybody on Earth knows that innovation only occurs in small groups. Put three people on a committee, and they may get something done. Ten people, it gets harder. Thirty people, nothing happens. Thirty million, it becomes impossible. That's the effect of mass media. Say it again that's the effect of mass media it's a committee of 30 million people let me let me uh, expand with the second quote it helps okay. fill in okay. some of the blanks all regional differences vanish all differences vanish if i might interject that's why like kind of sort of a lot of people like the armstrong and getty show because it's weird. It's different. It's there's, not uh, just another voice in the chorus. Where do
3: I start on where why people like the Armstrong
1: and Getty Show? All right, I'm getting back to the quote. All regional differences vanish. All differences vanish. In a mass media world, there's less of everything except for the top ten books, records, movies, ideas. People worry about losing species diversity in a rainforest. But what about intellectual diversity, our most necessary resource? That's disappearing faster than trees. I thought that was great. Pretty good. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Mind-blowing, man. Um, since you mentioned Michael Crichton, which reminded me of dinosaurs, which reminded me of the woolly mammoth, which is going to come back in my lifetime. Wow. Okay. Have you seen the trailer for the, I think it's a documentary, Genesis 2.0?
1: Yes, I, d- I did. I saw it a while back. Oh, wow. That looks fantastic. Well, you know, I'm like an elephant freak, a woolly mammoth freak. I'm so excited by that idea. Like you're sexually aroused by no them no you dress up as one. no I'm a yeah fan. well you're a furry occasionally occasionally um I may have an expensive custom-made mastodon suit at home that I throw on for the furry conventions I'm not saying I do I'm saying I might
3: uh, Genesis 2.0 it's the idea that they um they're they're a bunch of scientists around the world are are working on bringing back the woolly mammoth. Uh, because we have the technology to do that now, and of course are they've the ar-
4: never seen movies. Apparently,
3: <laughs> because there are the um, the uh, there are the conversations about you know what could happen, or is that a good idea or not, and you know uh, if it's crossing some sort of line as human beings that we shouldn't cross. Somebody made the point in the movie that for some reason, because of the movie Jurassic Park, everybody thinks now nah, bringing back a T Rex would be a bad idea. But because of the kids' cartoon Ice Age that was so fun, the idea of bringing back a woolly mammoth just seems like it'd be fun. (laughs) It'd still bring back a prehistoric beast. But in the trailer for the movie, they found a... um, I remember when this happened and we talked about it. A fully formed woolly mammoth that was frozen in the ice... And preserved to the point that when they punctured its tusk, blood ran out of it. When they thought it, wow, blood actually ran out of the dang thing when they thought it, because it had been frozen with the blood uh, still in it. Nothing counts so much as blood. So they got plenty of the material to work with right. to bring back a woolly mammoth. It will happen at some time. It's also about how in uh, uh, eastern Russia, Siberia, you got all these people that are out there looking for tusks because the woolly mammoth tusk trade. Has just exploded. Really? It's like gold. I'd buy mount. one. I'd buy one. I'm not
1: buying any dang elephant tusk. you got to poach and kill living elephants. But it'd, if there's one laying
3: around in Siberia, I'll buy it.
4: It'd make your costume more authentic. I'm not saying I got one.
3: Uh, a lot I, of your fancy guitars now have mammoth ivory because you can't have regular. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's huh. a common thing. Oh, because you can't have ivory ivory. True. Or okay. shouldn't, anyway.
1: Well, no, you shouldn't. Uh, wow, okay. Uh, so I had a couple of questions as you launched into this, and I've endeavored to answer them myself. Uh, the woolly mammoth went extinct only about 3,500 years ago. Which
3: now, is a lot more recently
1: than. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your tens or hundreds of millions of years. Yeah. Yeah, so. 60 million years ago. So I've got to believe, based on my. Really, no knowledge and, about epidemiology <laughs> and, and, and that it, it wouldn't be quite as
3: horrendous a possibility.: well, Wooly mammoths and human beings existed at the same time. right excellent. yeah, well said. And I, I've been reading up a little bit
1: about why they went extinct, and nobody's entirely sure, but you know, encroached by hunters, blah 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 or got
3: inbred. A lot of people like to blame climate change um, at the time. Yeah, well, you know, that's entirely possible.
1: Um, and, and because all the cars the cavemen were driving. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, belching filth into the air. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pro Wooly Mammoth uh, Revival. You are? Wow. Wooly Mammoth Revival, my new heavy metal band, by the <laughs> way.
3: That's pretty good.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is uh, that the first band name of the year? I think it's the, the second. Wooly Mammoth Revival. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd sure as heck go to the zoo to see the darn thing, I'll tell you that. Oh, of
1: course. You do, people would flock there. As if they're Central Americans flocking to America. He says by way of transition, we'll get into the president's speech and the response yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, Throughout the morning.
3: Throughout the morning, drips and drabs. Polling. Commentary. Rebuttals. Rebuttals to that commentary. Rebuttals to the rebuttals. Oh, Lord.
0: Already tired.
3: On the Armstrong and Getty Show.